trail of Eric Hosmer. Sounds like that but is Steve the Garvey case. wasn't available? Per John Heyman. Who's more washed up, Steve Garvey or Eric Hosmer? That's I a don't fair know. Question. That was a cheap shot. I'm it sorry. Um, Ty Last bit. played with San Diego. Well, Ben was dealt. He was dealt in the Juan Soto deal. He was part of the deal to make the money work for the Padres because they saddled themselves with a big money deal with Eric Hosmer. Spent time in Kansas City. My my baseball yes, knowledge correct here. He, he was the that's where he really made his name um, and won a World Series with the Kansas City Royals before signing the big money deal with the San Diego Padres in 2018. And has definitely it seems like seen his best days as a player. Uh, Tyler Aki, known Cubs fan in these parts, does Eric Hosmer do it for you as a Cubs fan if they actually do land him? No, countdown to Mervis continues on countdown to Mervis. that is my question i can't believe that they would put they're blocking them a, a potential roadblock in eric hosmer in matt mervis's known position which will eventually be first base for the cubs as uh one mark silverman likes to let us know sylvie on vacation i'm meller in for sylvie today on waddle and sylvie and um i'm just chuckling away because i can't believe eric hosmer is still sought after by some he hit eight home runs this past year Listen, he's yeah. He hit two forty four with the uh, three twelve. Well, that was a, with the uh, with the Red Sox for eight, fourteen games, so that doesn't really count. With the Padres, he hit two seventy two and had a three thirty six on base percentage this last year in ninety games. Hit like you said, hit eight homers. Um, I don't know. He's a veteran presence. I don't know. I just don't know. It what just that, doesn't. It doesn't change a whole lot. Yeah, the Red Sox it took him in like a salary dump almost. Well. He, it doesn't change anything. I don't know what, again, to, I think uh, Carmen mentioned it last week, and it seems apt now. If Eric Hosmer is the answer, I don't know what the, you question, know what the question is. is yeah. you know? And so he said that famously to you and Sylvie years ago. That was um, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, right? Yes, yes, yeah. when, when Sylvie brought up Jimmer Fredette. Yes. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess the Cubs could be close to adding Eric Hosmer, so there you go. Um, interesting. Jimmer Fredette Not cr- is the answer... You don't. You you get the wrong question. Yes. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I yeah. You don't know if you if Jimmer Fredette is the answer. I don't know what the question is. Yeah. Oh, nevertheless, all right. Yeah. So the real question though is: Should the Bears put Justin Fields on ice this season after what we saw on Sunday? I think you're much more open to the possibility. Yes, I was a huge advocate of him playing. These last several games, because I think that the experience is invaluable. Now, I'm not going to lie, as I think I texted you guys. For me, it was Peterman time at the end of the third quarter because the learning had stopped. Yeah. Because there was nothing you were learning at that point. It was a jailbreak for the majority of the time. In fact, what I would argue is is that he started to display some bad habits towards the end. Yeah. And... That's going to happen, and and not overly concerned about it. But there was no reason, in my opinion, at that point. This is why you know Cap has asked me in the past, and I I would bubble wrap him and put him to. No, I'm not an have not been an advocate of that. But you know, when 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 the situation changes, you have to be able to adapt and move. Yeah, like I was all for him playing in that game against the Detroit Lions until you showed me that the learning had stopped and the opportunity to learn had stopped. Because they couldn't protect him, it was the game was out of out of hand, 
And there was really nothing he was going to learn, in my humble opinion, in the final 15 minutes of that game. The risk-reward analysis, I talk about it all the time. You do it every day in life. You do it in, you know, when you're evaluating your football team. You do it with whatever it is you're doing. The risk-reward in that situation yesterday in the fourth quarter, the, the risk far outweighed the reward, in my humble opinion. The, now, I was always open to sitting him against the Vikings in Week 18, if, in fact, he guaranteed your draft slot at number two. And I don't know. I haven't really looked at it. What is What would a Bears win put them in danger of? So, right now, they are 3-13 and 13 in the second spot. And they also could, theoretically, move up to the number one slot if the Houston Texans beat the Colts at home this Sunday, which we know Lovey Smith... He said it last week. Oh, they're playing to he's, win. He's a proponent of winning and especially in divisional games. He thinks it sets the tone. So the Texans will be playing, I guarantee you, very hard on Sunday against the Colts. In fact, I, I haven't looked at the line, but I would be willing to bet the Texans this weekend against the Colts. I think they may win that game outright. So the Bears could pick number one if they lose. If, however, they win, there are three, ti- three teams behind them with four wins currently. That would be the Denver Broncos, whose pick will go to the Seattle Seahawks, but the Denver Broncos are four and twelve. Okay, but like oh, if they end if they end with the same record, what are the well? They, this is I'm okay. glad you asked because the Bears currently have the the uh, strongest strength of schedule, which is the tiebreaker of all the three teams right behind them with four wins. Thus, if the Bears end up winning, and the Denver Broncos, Arizona Cardinals lose and the Colts would be the other team so obviously the Colts and Texans can't but if the Broncos Cardinals and Colts all lose their game and the Bears win the Bears could fall to fifth overall well no actually the Colts have a tie so that will automatically bump them above the Bears so the lowest the Bears can go is four got it got it got it got it so okay so even that yes. even even that situation to me I'd prefer to lock in the second overall pick. As opposed to potentially falling to fourth. Yes, with the ability to possibly jumping up to number one. Uh, the line, uh, listen, you lost Whitehair yesterday, right, to injury. You lost Jenkins again. Reef left that game after a while, too, did he not? Yep. Like, th- there is, I, I, to me, the organizational arc is more important than what Justin can experience on the field on Sunday. Is it Sunday or Saturday game? Sunday. Against the Vikings. That's, that's different. But I've said that all along. I, I, every snap is, is beneficial to him unless the franchise's overall well-being is impacted by a win. And you mentioned earlier in the show, you thought Saturday was a huge win for the Bears because of currently where they sit. No question. With C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young both played exceptionally well. And that those two quarterbacks you mentioned are clearly probably going to end up 1-2 in this draft. Somebody is going to give you a King's Ransom for the second pick. I, I believe. I think you're going to be able to fleece a team, much in the way I think that, that whoever it was, I think it was the Dolphins fleeced the 49ers for Trey, Trey Lance. Lance, right? Or yeah. Trey Lance. Yeah. No, and here's the thing. The Texans, depending on how they finish, whether they finish one or two, I think we'd all agree, highly likely to draft a quarterback because of their current quarterback situation. Yeah, the Davis Mills is their, it was their rookie pick. What was he, a third rounder? 
yeah, two years ago. Oh, it was two years ago. Right. He was. This was his second year. Remember that is correct. Yes. He was, he in, was in the same draft, draft as Justin. That's right. And so I think they've seen enough of Davis Mills yeah. to know that he's not the answer. They're likely going to be drafting quarterback, whether they're picking one or two, which means that in a draft with two, maybe three quarterbacks, I'll add Will Levis, but we have to see how that well, plays out. Well, well, not even that, Jeff. But like, I think Mel has Will Levis ranked above the other two. Exactly. But so the key is, though, if you fall into one of those top three spots and you know that you don't need a quarterback, you can – there's plenty of teams in this league who are still looking for their answer quarterback yes. right now. And so I'll say it doesn't even have to be a king's ransom waddle, but just having that pick and having a quarterback on the board that other teams are seeking out, you it will definitely help your franchise if you can go ahead, trade away that draft asset, get more in return. Or listen, worst-case scenario, we've seen it enough too – they don't have enough talent on this roster. So even if you decide there's a difference maker that you want to select, not at the quarterback position, whether it is someone like Will Anderson as an edge rusher, right? Maybe that's the guy you want. Having one of these top two or three picks will go a long way into helping you build up this franchise Absolutely. and getting it back to being competitive. There's no question. Like the, the, As I said, the arc of this franchise can be influenced by having that second pick versus the fourth pick significantly more influenced based on your ability to deal that pick if there are buyers for it. Again, at the end of the day, it comes down to the talent evaluation and the decision-making of Ryan Pace and Ian... uh, Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham and the rest of the front office. And that's a conversation to be had going forward as well based on some of the offensive ineptitude and some of the decisions they've made. But you can... you're, You're... Your fortunes can change quickly if you make good decisions. And when you have more resources to make those decisions, it gives you more options. And I just think that uh, I I think what happens on Sunday, securing the second overall pick at worst, is much more important than anything Justin can learn against a Vikings team that will do whatever they do. And for the first time yesterday, it sounded like Matt Eberflus opened the door to the possibility of Justin Fields and perhaps some other starters uh, resting. Like I said, we're we're working on that on everybody, you know, including Justin, and we're going to visit with I'll visit with Ryan, uh, the rest of the coaching staff, and the health of the football team, the entire health of the team. Um, to me, is is uh, you know where we were two weeks ago is different than where we are now, you know. So I think it's important that we evaluate that. Clarify what you were just saying. Are, there, are you saying that there are ongoing conversations about whether to sit Justin this coming week for Week 18? Well, I would just say that ongoing conversations about everybody about everybody, what we need to do, uh, what's best interest for our football team, you know, going forward. And that, that conversation, we're going to have that all the way through Wednesday, all the way through Friday, and uh, we'll, we'll decide as we go. Will, will you know on Wednesday who your starting quarterback is? Um, potentially, yeah, potentially, yeah. But, he's, but you said yesterday if he's healthy, he will play. Is that still the case? Yes. All right, so interesting. So, I mean, we're going to have to parse the explanation, or we're going to have to... Healthy? Yeah, play with the word healthy. Look, this is the other point I wanted to make by watching the game yesterday. Uh, That's a Lions defense that is pretty much dead last in a lot of statistical categories, Mm -hmm. right? So they're not, they haven't had a a very good year defensively. The game plan, though, was quite interesting. And if you watch the game plan, you'll see how teams are now starting to try and defend him. It takes discipline and athleticism on the edge for you to kind of try to neutralize him. And, and Hutchinson did a really good job yesterday uh, in a number of fronts, pinning him in and then being athletic enough to kind of 
find a way to get him to the ground. He still made a couple of brilliant runs. Teams, and if you watch the film, teams are now focusing on, if you're going to run, and you're going to be the focal point, and you're going to be the guy doing everything, when we do get to you, if we do get to you, and that's an if, we're not going to play outside the boundaries of the rules. Maybe some teams will. But we're going to punish you for running. And you saw on a number of occasions yesterday that the Lion he took some shots. And again, I'm not suggesting to you that the Lions were playing dirty. They weren't playing dirty. But there's going to be a concerted effort going forward. If you're going to run as a quarterback in this league, yep. we're going to make you pay for it. So you've got to be careful with how you look at what you're going to do with him going forward. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't, you shouldn't have him run the football next year in their offense. It should be part of the plan. It can't be as large of part of the plan next year as it is this year. He won't last. Yeah. Even as physically impressive and imposing as he is, he's not going to be able to take all that abuse and still at the end of the year be able to give you what you need in both the run and pass game because it's just the the physical you know, wearing yeah, the t- down. The toll it'll take the on toll it any takes player. is unbelievable. There's a reason why running backs are used and abused and quickly can't yes. ever they have to you know beg and plead for every last dollar of a second deal because the the attrition rates is just it's it's too much right but think about this as well jeff you're a running back i'm taking shot after shot after shot and by that i mean hits not yes. you know not painkillers at what point are you asked to lift your right hand or your left hand your throwing hand and actually be able to push the ball downfield with accuracy and velocity. At no point. Yes. So when your quarterback is being asked to carry the football and take the hits that the running backs are also taking, you're exposing those shoulders, as we saw earlier with his left shoulder, to damage that won't allow him to be effective in the passing game. So you're really going to have to focus on keeping him, using him judiciously, and in the most effective way possible, but also trying to protect him as well going forward. Yeah, and, and, and this is, I guess, this is the double-edged sword of being as explosive of a, an athlete as he is, right? Because he is so capable of making players miss and absorbing potential extra hits that yes. don't bring him down, right? But what you need is you need to capitalize or figure out the best of the, the best of everything here. You need him to... Be able to scramble, break the pocket when it suits him, but also do his best. And hopefully, he learns this in the off season. It can't always; it doesn't always have to be you ripping off, and and the offense can't be reliant on you breaking these sixty yard touchdown runs. At times, we need you to take twenty, get the first down, and get out of bounds, and yeah. don't take that hit. You know, and that's something that Russell Wilson, when he was learned successful in Seattle, he learned it, but he came into the league almost knowing to do that, right? And he, and even though he was rushing for lots of yardage, he wasn't taking as many big hits outside of you know contain as what we've seen from Justin Fields. Well, and and look, you know, the, I think the one guy in the game right now that does this better than anyone, at least this year, is Jalen Hurts. Yep. And look what happened to him a couple of weeks ago here on the leg front. Yep. Nobody's been more judicious with when to when to step out of bounds, get what you can, but not expose yourself to any. You know, ridiculous contact. And he's still, because yes. of the nature of the position and what they ask you to do, you're still putting yourself in harm's way. Like, and, and Carmen and Yurko have said this a bunch. And, and, and Sylvia and I, we've talked about this. You know this. And, and the offense, without them being a really effective or efficient passing game, they still went through a stretch where they scored a lot of points. 
They scored 33 against New England. They scored 29 in a loss to Dallas. They scored 32 in a loss to, to Miami. They scored 30 in a loss to Detroit. They scored 24 in a loss to Atlanta. And then they played at the Jets, and they lost 31 to 10. The last four games, they've scored 19, 20, 13, and 10. Now, again, that was against Green Bay, Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Detroit. I get it. Good teams, better teams. You're going to have to be more balanced in future seasons. You're not going to be able to just rely on the brilliance of Justin being able to tuck and run. So they're going to have to be a more well-rounded group. They're going to have to improve on their offensive line. They're going to have to find some weapons they can trust and create some separation. And Justin's going to have to make those strides in his third year in the passing game as well. And the Hurts, you know, it's a perfect point, too. Perhaps that's something... Bears fans should be looking at it's the canary in the coal mine situation because look as the season progresses you're going to take more and more hits and the worst thing that can happen is you have a lot of success only to get into December late December and have your quarterback not available for you at the most important time right and that is December into January when the Eagles are trying to make that run that they want to and hoist the Lombardi trophy will they have Jalen Hurts available to them it's a you know? Listen, you're right. I mean, it's 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 a difficult situation um, because the quarterback's explosiveness and danger, being dangerous for running the football is what also has helped the Philadelphia Eagles get to where they're at. But as you say, it's a double-edged sword. You put yourself in harm's way. It's what has happened to the Arizona Cardinals with, with Kyler Murray. Now, he's a smaller guy, but... But the abuse that he subjects himself to over the course of a very long season takes its toll. Lamar Jackson has been a brilliant player in this league. But Lamar, at times, not only has he struggled in recent years to finish seasons playing games, but you can see that there are moments where all of the, you know, all of the hits and it, it, it accumulates and you're maybe not as effective of a player down the stretch as you are earlier in the year. So, you know, it's... Yeah, like you said, it's a double-edged sword. It's a tremendous asset to have, but you've got to be able to manage it properly, and you've got to you've got to ingrain it in the player himself as well. That you there are sometimes you just got to you know save yourself for another play. And oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson hasn't played in almost a month now for the Ravens because he's been injured. Let's try Justin, who's in Naperville. Justin, you're on Waddle and Sylvie Miller in for Sylvie today. I have a question for you. you guys. Made my point for me with all of these running quarterbacks, Kyler Murray. You know, Jalen Hurts and uh, Lamar Jackson. Why wouldn't you consider trading Justin Fields? He hasn't shown us he's a passer yet. Why not go get one of the best passers and get rid of him? Still the same idea. Somebody's going to trade for him. Well, because, Justin, my answer to that question would be I'm not ready to, to come to the conclusion that he's not a passer. In fact, when Justin Fields came out of Ohio State, he wasn't a runner. He was a thrower. There was a kid that threw 41 touchdowns and, what, three interceptions one year. He was a pocket quarterback. That when he had to run, he ran. I can't, and I won't come to the conclusion right now that he can't be a very effective thrower in this league when what he has played with in that offensive huddle has put him in harm's way as an offensive line group, and it doesn't have a ton of weapons on the edge as well. So I think it's unfair to judge him as a pocket quarterback until you put better pieces around him. I don't know. Like, what about the Jay Cutler, Kyle Orton argument? Orton was just as good, maybe with the right weapons in Denver that first year. I think there's something to be said about getting a, a real throwing quarterback as opposed to the runner. 
every time we see Justin Fields not be able to run the ball, just like this week, he got 100 yards in the first quarter and didn't run, what, two more times? And the offense was stunk. Is it, uh, is it players or is it offense or is it Justin? Well, uh, J- Justin, I would say to you that, like, again, there is evidence the track record is, is that he's a talented thrower. Mm-hmm. All quarterbacks coming from the collegiate level to the NFL level have to learn certain things. Game's quicker. Ball's got to come out quicker. Uh, windows are tighter. Uh, what's open in the NFL is significantly different than what's open at the NCAA level. Like, these are all things that you have to learn regardless of who you are. Look in Jacksonville. Had a miserable year last year with, with Urban Meyer as their coach. This year, Trevor Lawrence has been fantastic, especially in the second half yeah, of the year. Yeah, he's definitely it's turned the corner. I mean, yeah. he's turned a corner. He's a fantastic player. I can't give you a long-term evaluation of Justin Fields, the thrower, until I see him surrounded with at least yes. a moderate level of talent. Like, does he hold on to the ball too long sometimes and walk into sacks? Yes. He's also being, you know, assaulted 90% yes. of the time because the offensive line can't protect him. And maybe maybe if he does have a true dynamic playmaking wide receiver who he trusts to go up and get him the ball, he won't be reluctant to let it fly in certain situations. He'll be more are willing to let it fly and let his play, his receiver Who, go up and get a 50-50 Who's ball. to say, to Justin's point as well, who's to say that C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young wouldn't have the same yes. issues with this offensive line and this group of receivers? Yes. Uh, so when you're telling me that, well, those are accomplished throwers in college, Justin's stats at Ohio State were every bit, if not better, than those guys coming out. And my concern is... Now, by the same token, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Justin next year, because you improve the level of talent in the offensive mm-hmm. huddle, is all of a sudden going to morph into Dan Marino. There is individual progress that he's going to have to make. But based on his body of work at Ohio State and some of the things you see, I'm confident that that progress can be made. No, and that's... It, it's my concern, too, if you have someone like Bryce Young, can he sustain the pounding because of his size, right? Like the he's reality six foot is, 190, right? Yeah, like he's a small dude. So I don't know if he actually can sustain the punishment in the NFL that Justin Fields, I know, can. He's proven it at this, at this point. 312-332-3776. We've got time for your calls on ESPN 1000. One thing I do want to bring to your attention, too, not sure if folks saw this, Ryan Poles weighed in on what he thinks... Justin Fields needs to improve upon Ooh. before the Lions game this past week. I'll share that what he had to say with you next on ESPN 1000. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Heat wave got me going crazy, Waddle. You got a heat wave? The song. Oh, is this that's the name of the song? Heat wave was a band back in the day. Don't you remember? I'm too young. No, you that. are. Yeah. Uh, like I had the heat wave album as a kid, growing up in Cincinnati, and I think the picture on the album album was actually a record that was melting on the road. Uh, I, you know what? I feel like I've seen that image of yeah. the uh, the record melting. What did Heat Wave sing? You know, I've had a really hard couple of days okay, with regard to memory. Didn't mean to. Uh... No, 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 it's not your fault. Um, 
But if I, I you know, I'm, I'm actually searching right now. No, we'll figure it out. Uh, he's Waddle. I'm Meller in for Sylvie today on ESPN 1000. We've been talking a lot about what Always we... Always in forever. Too hot to handle. Boogie Nights. Uh, the Groove Line. Like, they've got some hits that you yeah. would know if you, nice. if you would, you know... Get in the Wayback Machine. All right. I'll have to go on the drive home. Maybe I'll uh, sample a little uh, heat wave. We'll see. No, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll do it. I'll, I'll check back in with you tomorrow. Uh, but this is Waddle and Silly. We've been talking a lot about uh, the Bills and Bengals game last night that was postponed. We have no clarification from the league as to whether or not that game will resume. Yeah, and I'm seeing Jeff Darlington report uh, now on SportsCenter. The NFL yet to announce any changes to Week 18 schedule after the Hamlin injury. Uh, I don't know if they're speaking directly about the Bills and the Bengals, but as you were mentioning, Commissioner Goodell came out today and said that they're not anticipating any schedule Yeah, Yeah, Week 18 is going to stand as it currently is. And I understand that. I do. I don't believe that that's a callous approach. I Personally, that's just my opinion. I don't believe that you are thumbing your nose at player safety if, in fact, they decide to resume or just, you know, let things happen as they were originally scheduled. And unfortunately, we really don't have much in regards to an update regarding DeMar Hamlin from anything other than what we really knew last night after he suffered cardiac arrest. He, of course, was revived, and he is currently... Um, he was intubated last night, and other than that, we're still kind of gathering information, so that is the unfortunate news that we're sharing with people the league nfl teams have replaced their avatars on all their social media profiles with a pray for demar and then his number three in bill's colors so you know obviously it doesn't it's not great it's not where we were hoping we would be right now i think we were all hoping that there would be some good news that was was distributed at some point today and fortunately we haven't heard anything yeah so that's where we're at with that um, we were talking about the Bears and what their plan of attack is for Justin Fields right now. We'll probably get a little bit more clarity tomorrow because it's Wednesday. That's when the starting quarterback. For My the- money is on him not playing. I agree with you. I think that. I think I. I also wouldn't it's be. time. I wasn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin goes to the podium tomorrow. Yeah, but, but he's not officially ruled out until. What either- is the NFL rule? I don't even know. What is the NFL rule for not playing players that are? physically capable of playing are you allowed to is this frowned upon well i think it's frowned upon in the sense that they don't want you they want to know for gambling purposes right with their partners right they want want to know early i think they want to know i think they want to know by friday okay but but even regardless of the gambling issue you know they they you know uh, what was the what's the phrase i'm trying to find for you know just for the integrity of the game are you playing the players that give you the best chance to win? Now, that I think should be up to the to the team. Yeah. And if their decision affects anybody else, like this has always been a point of mine. If the Bears' decision to protect their organization or do what's best for their organization has a nev- negative impact on another NFC team and that team's chances at securing a playoff spot, well, then that team should have done a better job throughout the course of the first 17 weeks putting themselves in better position. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know, it, it's not written anywhere, but I do feel like once you get to the last week of the season, things change a little bit. Yeah. It's not all, hey, all hands on deck, everybody needs, like, organizationally, if there's something where you don't want to put certain key players at risk because you don't want them to potentially 
be having to rehab and come back from an injury during the offseason. I think, I, I don't know this for a fact, but based on everything we've seen in the past, there's been plenty of teams who have secured a bye, right? And as they head into the playoffs, they sit their guys. The Colts, the Colts time and time it, again. Yeah, the whole did time. It, did it because it would, they didn't want to put themselves right. at a competitive disadvantage heading into the playoffs. And there were always people pissed off at the Colts for not playing their guys because it had an impact on other teams' playoff chances. And my response to that was always, yeah. those teams should have done a, done a better job taking care of their own business weeks before. Too bad, so sad. Figure it out yourself. Now, this was interesting. I saw that Ryan Poles said this on WBBM before the Bears-Lions game. He was asked about Justin Fields' progress as a passer so far this season and what he needs to do to get better. And this was Ryan Poles' response. He said, quote, I think just elevate his game in the passing game. The two-minute drills, end of half. Obviously, to start games, he's been outstanding. He's shown ability to make a ton of plays with his legs. No one questions his playmaking ability, but really growing as a passer is going to be the next step. And we can accomplish that now and obviously into the future as we continue to grow. So that was Ryan Pohl's assessment of Justin Fields as a quarterback I think and where he fair, needs to get better. I think it's a fair assessment. I don't think it foreshadows really anything, to be honest with you. I think he's being honest. I think he's... He's telling you that, 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 that there are dynamic plays that are unique to Justin, but the overall performance in the passing game, while it's not all on him because there's not a ton around him, mm-hmm. that needs to get better. I mean, that's obvious, isn't it? Sure. Like, that's not breaking anybody's heart. I, and I think, too, it's just looking at it realistically. Justin Fields, while he's been spectacular and he's made Bears games fun to watch despite their record this year, there's still a far way for him to go as a player to get better if this team is truly going to be you know a perennial playoff contender which would be a common i think theme with all second year quarterbacks Mm -hmm. like it is still a learning process for guys that are in their second year and the jump my hope is is the jump between year two and year three with better talent in front of him and more explosiveness around him that that jump will be significant and it will elevate them into an arena where not that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, but they should be, again, with what they have to work with cash-wise and draft pick-wise, they should be in the conversation for a wild-card spot. There are two teams in the NFC this year that are in the postseason with eight and eight records right now. Like, I mean, you should... This is a team, I don't think their talent says that you're ever going to... I think you said it earlier. The jump from three wins to seven wins is easier than the jump from seven wins to 11 or 12. So getting from where they are now to an eight-win team next year is not nearly as difficult, in my opinion, as it is taking that next step. So you make good decisions, good free agency signings, good draft choices. I think that their ability to make significant progress will be reflected in their record next year. Rob's in Burridge wants to talk about the Bears draft position. Rob, you're on ESPN 1000. Hi, thanks, guys. Um, so I kind of I felt a little weird calling in because obviously we know from the priorities everything that's going on with the, the Bills player and that sort of thing. I mean, priorities in life, um, you know, we can't do anything about it. All we can do is, is uh, you know, I'll say a prayer and think about this guy. But I, I did want to give my input on the draft um, sure. because I'm a passionate fan. Um, so. So in terms of the it, because of this year, how many quarterbacks are like sort of in the top tier, two or three, and what teams are near the top? The difference between one or two and four is really huge because if you think about it, if the Bears have let's say Houston takes a quarterback, that's fine, or even if the Bears had that spot. But anyway, if they if they're at two, then you got the, the teams that want a quarterback. There, Seattle might want a quarterback um, to to. Uh, 
you know, they're for Gino, you know, to replace Gino or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Denver will probably want a quarterback to, to groom whatever it is, or you know what, they might even double down on on uh, Russell and maybe forced to because of the contract. And then everybody gives the king's ransom to Seattle, who's or I'm sorry, to Denver, who's sitting at two or three. Well, so so Bears. Rob, I'm just going to correct you real quick. And Remember, Rob, Denver does not have their pick because they traded it to Seattle. To, Seattle. to your point, who oh, may want a quarterback Denver. for Russell Wilson. So remember, Denver, even okay. though the record, yes, yeah, they they don't have their pick. Sorry, who's the uh, so Seattle? So it's Seattle. It's also Arizona with you know Kyler Arizona. Murray. I don't know how, okay. but Indianapolis is They'll sitting in like that spot. To go up and of course, Vegas wants to go up. Like so, so yeah, we'd Carolina. be like so Seattle. Either going to double down on Geno, or they're going to say, "Oh, I'll take a, I'll double down on Geno and take the King's ransom." from somebody for a quarterback trying to get it up, and then they mm. bounce over the Bears who would have got that ransom. So I think it's a quite a huge difference, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. totally agree, Rob. I'm, I mean, look, if, you have dra- if you're drafting four, then, then C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Will Levis may have all been draft- or all drafted at that point. What, now what leverage do you have in terms of moving down and acquiring even more draft currency? You don't. No. So to me, that's why I said, look, the second pick is infinitely more valuable for the Bears. And here's the truth. If you're picking, if you have the second overall pick, they may determine that someone like Will Anderson, edge rusher for Alabama, or Jalen Carter, who was very disappointing uh, in Saturday's game for Georgia, didn't really make as much of an impact. But those two players are the key defensive players that everyone seems to point to and say they could be true difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. If the Bears and Ryan Poles and all the other decision makers up at House Hall deem those defensive players to be worth that number two overall pick, then fine. You know what? Maybe Will Anderson is what you need on, on the other side of the ball. And guess what? You're sitting there. I, I do think the benefit to trading away that number two pick will probably be better served for this organization long term. But the alternative, if, if you think, you know what, Will Anderson, maybe he is the next Nick Bosa. Yeah. Guess what? That's franchise changing as well. Yeah. And you can't necessarily land that player if you're picking four or five and the other teams in front of you deem that that player worthwhile. So, no, it's a great point. You've got so much more flexibility you just have, and so yes. many options. Yes. And that's why it's more intriguing right now, I think, for Bears fans to come to terms with playing for a win on Sunday, not really in the best in- interest of this franchise long term. Let's try Sean, who's on 355. Sean, you're on with former Bear Waddle and Mellor and for Sylvie today. Hi, guys. Uh, just sitting here in the soup that is this fog. It's Oof. absolutely unbelievable. Be safe. Um, yeah, thanks. My question to you, uh, Tom, is this. All year long, you've been saying, in my opinion, rightly so, uh, to not expect too much of this Bears team. Look for those little improvements that are going to lead us you know, to the promised land, quote-unquote. You said that next year you're going to hold them accountable yes. for their actions this year. What do you think so far? Is there any chance that this team can make the playoffs next year, given what we have? I think it, I think it's a possibility for sure. I think a couple of things. First of all, you can go from from last to first and first to last in the NFL quicker than any other professional sport. Like it happens all the time. Um, look at what the Jacksonville Jags are doing right now. I don't know if they finished dead last last year, but they were a horrendous team. They're also in a division that allows you to go from last to first quicker than others. But they're on the cusp of, with a win, they're going to win their division. And counterpoint, too, though, by the way, the Tennessee Titans last year were first in the conference. Yes, exactly. They they had the bye in the AFC. That's a great point, yes. And now they they are on the cusp of not being a (laughs) playoff participant. 
I think that, I, I, again, I don't believe that this team vaults themselves into the conversation with the San Francisco's and some of the other top teams in the NFC. Like, and, and that changes, you know, every now and again. I mean, Dallas, I would still pick ahead of them. I still think the Green Bay Packers have, a, you know, have life in them. The Philadelphia Eagles are a better team at this point. But you have enough to work with in terms of money and draft picks where you should be in the conversation for a playoff spot next year. Like, again, to go from three wins to eight wins is an easier jump than going from eight wins to 12 or 13. So I think it's significantly easier for them to be a player in the the wild card conversation next year. Not telling you they're going to win the division and they're going to go on a mad run and they're going to win the Super Bowl. But they blew things out this year. They tore it down to the studs, right? Yep. We've suffered through it as Bears fans. So guess what? And and I've suffered through it as a Bears fan as well and saying, I get it. I understand this. You know, this hasn't been pleasant. I'm not finding outrage with even the poor performance yesterday. I know what the big the big picture plan is. But next year, because they have more money than anyone and because they have a full complement of draft picks, I'm expecting that improvement to be significant. If you make the right decisions yeah. in a league where, in a conference, where your quarterbacks representing the conference in the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. are the kid from Seattle. Yes, Geno Smith. Kirk Cousins. Yep. And Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts. Like, like, I'm not trying to talk those guys down. But it's different than Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. And Justin, and Justin Herbert. Herbert. Can't get in. Like, you can move yeah. up quicker if you make some good decisions. So, to, to, like, to emphasize that point, I think the quickest path to being a perennial playoff contender is solving that quarterback position. Correct. The Bears have seen a lot of good things from Justin Fields so far this year. Is he the answer? Not sure just yet, but you know what? I feel a lot better about Justin Fields than I have in basically, you know, my 30 years of supporting this team as a Bears fan. You've got to temper your enthusiasm for these spectacular plays with the growth that still needs to take place. It's okay to do both. It's okay to say to you, like, look, this is something we we can build with this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a skill set that no one else in the league has. And also at the same time say that there needs to be tremendous progress on the second part of this equation, and that's in the passing game, which he needs help with. He needs to be protected, and he needs receivers. But if they make some quality decisions in this offseason, that progress can happen. And if that progress happens, and you find yourself with eight wins, and you're an 8-8 eight and eight team going into Week 18, you got a chance to earn a playoff spot. The, the Detroit Lions with a win go to what, 9-8? and eight? Correct. And get into the postseason. If... If the Seahawks lose, but yes, they're still they're in they're right. in, the, no, they're in the hunt. And by the way, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are eight and eight, who had the number one overall pick last year and selected Trayvon Walker, if they win this Saturday against they're the Titans, in. they're in. Maybe just maybe the Bears are one year behind the, where the Jaguars are at right now. He's hoping. It, it, yeah, that'd be a great uh, way to celebrate twenty twenty four next year. I'm Jeff Meller in for Sylvie Waddle and Sylvie. We cross talk with Black and Abdallah next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Get set for 
the last cross tech for Adam Abdallah for a little bit here. Is that yeah, the plan? Yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'll be around. You'll be I'm around, but you're going to take a little deep deep stop deep in and, and talk I'm sports. Gonna, I will. Yeah, I'm actually going to. I'm going to stop you? in maybe next week for Are a day, you? and then maybe a couple days the week after that. When you're uh, going to want to get out of the house. Well, it's going to be. Hey, I mean, it's going to be a two soup day if you know what I mean. A couple of those days, <laughs> yeah. so that's why I'm coming in. Do we have a live remote tomorrow night from Northwestern Hospital? We don't. Do we have that? You want to die? My wife will kill you. Like, we bring signs. You bring realize, signs. Like, you, do you realize, like, you guys realize? Do you realize the the wrath of a pregnant woman that's in labor? I don't think you want to deal with that. It'll I don't think after. you want. Uh, yeah, it'll no. be a post game show. I'll call in if, if you guys, if anybody's on. You're joining. In. You guys want to record if she's on. If, 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 it's, uh, if, she, if, if she's uh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Between right. if you before six o'clock tomorrow, another right. member Definitely. of the family, yeah. please. Yeah. One thousand family. About fi- fix the the camera. Right. I can't there. see it yet. Hold on, let me pull it up here and then I'll fix. Well, it. You, guys, you guys are off. He We're, wants we, you in the shot. We have no Was I in the shot? Was I off on the shot earlier? I don't know. No, you you were okay. You were sitting down. You were all right earlier. Hi. So what's up, guys? What's going on? You tell us. What's uh? What's got your goat today? Uh, I'm having a baby tonight. Nice. It's tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to the hospital tonight. That's exciting, but yeah, man. That's cool. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Thank you. All the best to you and Whitney Thank you. and baby. Thank you. Have you I picked f- out a name? We do. We do. I'll Nick tell you. Not telling us. I'll tell it's you. Nick Saban it's a girl, Jr. Nikki. Nikki yeah. Saban Jr. <laughs> Nick Friedel. I'll tell you guys tomorrow. Yeah, I'll tell you guys tomorrow. That is awesome, man. Enjoy, uh, enjoy man, your last fabulous. free nights, my friends. Yeah, thank you. Maybe watch thank something. Well, we'll be at the videos. hospital tonight, so it's not really free. Like uh, mm. last night was kind of our last free okay. night. It did was you, just did weird you make to, like, use of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like or I had a couple drinks and the, stuff. But I'm like, saying, no, I pro- you probably you getting busy. He was yeah, going to watch Slept. No, he was I had all my, set to I had watch my Monday final night's sleep for the next. Like I told you, it was weird. Like it's really weird to think about this stuff. And I'm obviously not the first person or last person to ever have children. Uh, but it, well, it's, you don't uh, know that you could be the last. No, I might be. Uh, they shut down the hospital what the, afterwards. What does that mean? They I don't shut know. down the hospital. We assume they're like this is the best baby ever. We're not going to. Yeah. There's actually tomorrow's the last day. Last day for birth. Everything else. Like it's like last night. Like from the world after yeah, the gonna, baby is gonna, born. You know what? We're going to shutter the <laughs> yeah. doors. It was it was <laughs> weird. This place up. It was weird to think that like last night I said to her, "I go, you know, this is the last night we're going to have together in our apartment, like alone or not worrying about something or like there's always going to be like." This being now yeah, that's gonna yeah. be there, and she's like, "Oh crap!" Now I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, now you're nervous? Not the nine months before this? It's greatest gift in the world. It's yeah. also the, the it's also the greatest responsibility you'll ever have." My advice to you, um, when I when we had our twins at Northwestern, take full advantage of the of the nursing staff. Oh, they're dude. gonna try and push off the baby onto you and no. say, "Sleep with the baby." No, learn how to, no. no. Those are going to be the no. last few nights uh-uh. of actual sleep that everything, you can have. Everything I've read has said, give them the baby. They're, and they're <laughs> going to try and tell you that it's definitely, oh, bring the baby in, yeah, feed the nah. baby, sleep with the baby. It's nah. your opportunity. You get the no, rest, no, no. Of, you get the rest yeah, of your yeah, life. Do that at home. You will figure yeah. that out. What am I paying advantage. this bill for? The nursing staff. <laughs> if it's not for you. That's also, you, you know what? That's I'd offer that up for somebody as well. Yeah. Who wants to pay this bill? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. My parents will be there. Her parents will be there. Yeah. Anybody want? Nobody. No. At dinner, you guys always yeah. want to pay. But, yeah. Anybody, yeah. but now? Who wants a credit card <laughs> roulette? You, anyone you, for the baby? You think you think that's expensive? Wait till you marry that child off. Oh, God. Well, yeah, it's a girl, I know that yeah. we're, I know we're fast weddings, forward. Yeah. Weddings are expensive. I know we're fast forward. I'm sure the price only goes up. Oh, it's not going down. Oh, yeah. It's not going down. Okay. And there's no money in the banana stand anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> there's none left. There's oh. none left. 
So not happens, after college. And yeah, when bananas are ten dollars each, I know. Yeah, there's no <laughs> money left in tough. the banana stand. <laughs> I'll just give her ten bucks to tell her to go see a Star Wars. It's another Arrested yeah, Development reference. I didn't watch it yeah, that closely. Yeah, it's another Arrested <laughs> Development reference for you guys. Go see a Star Wars. Uh, but yeah, and, and the Bears, I guess. Will, will yeah. Justin Fields play or no, will I have a play. baby by then? They're not going to play. Yeah. No, don't play. I mean, as somebody, our, one of our last callers said, and he's right. I mean, the difference between the fourth pick in the draft and the second pick of the draft is everything. To me, it's not, it's not about the draft pick. It's what is he going to learn from well, having an offensive lineman back into him in a matter of a second and a half well, okay, for but three hours. Totally on understood. And and I think that the learning stopped at the, after the you know, I mean before the end of the third quarter, but I'd have been a huge advocate of getting him out there because I didn't think there was any benefit. The risk reward ratio yesterday told me that you're not learning or growing in any way, shape, or form under the circumstances that were present after the third mm-hmm. quarter. Yeah. Now I would say you could turn off and just Hand, turn around and hand the ball Yeah, off. but what's the point so, of that? I, That's my point yeah. is, is there's none to that. And to me, the second pick could be a, it could be a franchise-changing situation. Trade. Yeah, trade. Of course, that's my trade. point. Because I also, so, but if you get the yeah. fourth pick, maybe not as much of a transformational well, situation. Well, because everything that I saw the last few weeks, it's like, you got to trade back and get this dude some protection. Like, you can't. Sure. This can't be how this is the rest of the Well, like, and C.J. Stroud like, and Bryce Young both played exceptionally yeah. well. And Mel's got the other kid from Kentucky Will rated Levis. higher than them, right? Not Mel, 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 Mel might have lost I'm with you. But, but... If, in fact, there are teams that are willing to give you a king's ransom to oh, move course. up, yeah. let's make a deal. Of course. And let's be honest. We all know Lovey Smith's got the Texans playing the win against the Colts on Sunday. There's There's a number, no one. number one is well There's within reach. There's no way he can have a job next uh, year. Did they give up Justin on the Manch, coach uh, against the Lions? I, I, I saw a team that gave up. I thought for the first time I saw a group let go of the rope collectively. It, it was an. I it it was, was frustrating watching it, the game. Yes, it was, I agree. Like yeah. it's the first time in a while I've watched the Bears as a fan and been like, "Boy, this sucks." Yeah, yeah. because even yeah. though they've been inept, and the talent gap between them and their opponents has come to to show, especially late in games, yeah. you always saw them play hard. Yeah. Even the game against the Bills, defensively, yeah. the effort was there for sure. That was the first time in a long time, if not the whole season, where I actually watched and said. This doesn't look like it. It has in previous. That weeks. Cowboys game was out of hand, but you were like, they were okay, still playing hard. Yeah, like yeah. they're, they're yeah. putting up points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a decent. They were fighting. It was a decent outing. Yeah, they were outmatched, but they fought. Yeah, yeah. Against the Lions on Sunday, that was one of the worst performances yeah. I've seen in a long yeah. time from this franchise. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Mark Trestman esque. Yes, it was. Yeah, it, it absolutely was. Yeah. That's what it, was. it felt yeah. like. Hey, yeah. but we have a, a first year head coach, so so things are pointed up. This like is I good. said, I'm going to be more willing to be either really excited or really down after what I see halfway through next season. How many versus now. calls did you guys get? None, tonight? really. None. Yet, no. I tell you what, guys. Uh, you know, I see these reports. Maybe it's time to bring. Uh, maybe it's time to bring him home. I think I'll hang up and listen for listen, my answer. Who's listen, coming he, home? Harbaugh. He thought he had the Vikings job last year, right? Yeah. Then he go to Minnesota. He's a better coach. I would think that he's. I would think that he's uh, he's ready to make the move. That'd be my guess. Man, you lose one game and you're just like, no, nope, out. See ya. Well, you're no, trying to get out looking to get no, him. I know. Out. I know.
I think that he I, he showed interest in moving on to the yeah. NFL last year. Yeah. Wandering eyes. Good luck. Thank you. Enjoy it. Yeah. Thank you. Take it in, Thank my friend. You. Thank what do you guys got coming up tonight? Stay oh, away from the hospital. We're going to talk some football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk some football. <laughs> All right, cool. We're going to talk football. And uh, we're going to say goodbye to Abdallah. Yes. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to him in 18 years. He'll be good. The, the Abdallah guys. that we know now. There's yes, a new Abdallah on the horizon. Yes, Lucky Abdallah will return in 18 years. All right, boys. Can't wait to hear it on the ride home tonight. Thanks for. To Courtney Cronin, she had uh, some strong talking points today. It was very. Did she say she wants uh, the football to be canceled this weekend? She did. Oh, it it was a strong. Clutch my pearls. It was a strong take. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Listen. So it makes this this uh, business uh, work, right? Listen, it, we don't set, always have to agree. No, and it sent Waddle and I sideways a little bit because we wow. had we had to have a real conversation. It yeah. was definitely interesting. Um, but thanks to Courtney Cronin for joining us today. Also, Barstool Big Cat. As always, Black and Abdallah are up next. Thanks to Charlie Bevins and Tyler Aki for producing. So long, folks. I'll be back for Sylvie tomorrow. I said see you tomorrow before Adam cut my mic off. Yeah, all right. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, Black and Abdallah. Time off. Up, and, up next. <laughs>